Hello and welcome to Off Screen. I'm Van Connor. And I'm Bex Perfect. And Off Screen is your seven day guide to everything movies. Boom. Except it isn't this week, really. We're doing Freeview and we're doing we uh, streaming and we're doing home releases, video on demand, DVD. But of course, we, like every other show in the world, uh, have to acknowledge certain realities and certain global events that uh, can't really be ignored. So, of course, we're not recording this in the same room for the very first time. No, ever. we're taking advantage of technology, doing this remotely. We hope you guys don't see too much of a difference with this. We're still bringing you all that great content. Content. But actually, it's all focused on what you can do by sitting in the comfort of your own home. Or exactly. Discomfort, should we say? It's only like what day three, and we're already getting a bit antsy. It's day three of self-isolation, and I'm going insane. I mean, I've, <laughs> I've, I've gone the full forgetting Sarah Marshall spectrum already. I've, wow. I've reached the "you shall not pass" phase. Are you going the Seth Rogen? Is it Seth Rogen who's had a lot of fun with cats recently? <laughs> oh God, yes, yeah, Seth Rogen. That that made my day. So Seth Rogen chose to embrace his self-isolation by, I believe, getting baked and live tweeting cats. <laughs> which is incredible i mean the fact that he's got access to cats already is uh it's it's quite something <laughs> well i think they have rushed it out haven't they i think so. but anyway we need to get on to the things because obviously um you know coronavirus you know lockdown everywhere you go panic buying which stop that please that's that's yes, not please stop i can't get stuff to my mum at the moment so you know guys yeah. think about everyone else not just yourselves also i can't get toilet paper and i've had to cut fiber from my diet completely so <laughs> yeah you know. okay so obviously we can't predict when the world will return to normal I mean, we hope no it will. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely but what is interesting and this is something that we might bring to you in later shows is mm. the fact that studios are diversifying they are releasing a lot of their po like recent cinematic releases mm. onto video on demand a little bit earlier so we'll be able to keep, keep you guys updated on all of that as and when we get more information yeah i mean our streaming section is going to be astronomical going forward <laughs> silver lining but uh, obviously we can't review new theatrical movies as such because the cinemas have shut down at the time of recording this i believe they shut down is it to yesterday yep. or yes. today uh two days ago and actually van and i very optimistically at the very beginning of this week went in to go and see a release waiting you know that's due out this friday and with all best intentions we thought it still would we thought maybe the cinemas would hold on just for this weekend and that this might be the last week that we'll be able to put out some some cinema content but no no nope. we got the call the day after so you know we won't get to tell you about uh, rosman pike playing marie curie and uh, discovering and inventing radiation that's the thing we won't get to talk about um we don't get to talk about the jesus rolls which I was looking forward to. That's a Big Lebowski sequel as well. That one uh, I, I had high hopes for. Um, whether or not it met those high hopes, we'll have to say for when it's actually released, I guess. Hey, it's all up there, all ready and raring to go when the release happens. We've got it stored in our infinite movie brains. Are you, are you a note taker <laughs> as well? I can't remember. Do you take notes in screen? I take, do you know what? I write down my notes on my way home. Ah, I, I, I try to take during. 
but because yeah. uh, I like the fun of having to decipher them afterwards. You, know, you, you just like things. annoying people with your pens and stuff whilst you, you know, whilst we're all trying to focus. No, no. Have you got one of those pens with the lights? I was going to say no, no. That's Alan Frank who still does <laughs> that. <laughs> Our good friend, Mr. Alan Frank, there. Uh, but like I say, we don't know when the world will return to normal. We don't know particularly what we're going to do with this show. I mean, we're going to see how this recording goes. We might uh, carry it on in a stripped-down, home-focused, uh, uh, you know... We could, we could call it home screen for a few weeks. Home we? screen, home yeah. Screen. We could do Let's that. Let's do that. Home but let us know what you guys... Let us know what you guys think. Like, let us know on Instagram. Let us know on Twitter. Just keep in contact. Let us know what you want to hear more of. Maybe this will just help keep you guys sane whilst you're in self-isolation for just a little bit longer. <laughs> Absolutely. Like I say, there's tons of great stuff. I don't know if you've been asked to do this as well, Bex. Have you been asked to do any remote radio slots talking about things on streaming and, and the like? I have been doing it all this morning. So I did a FaceTime call-in to the BBC this morning so that I could see the presenter. We could still converse. Um, and that went really, really well. Uh, the only thing I couldn't do was actually hear the bed tracks, so I didn't know <laughs> when to come in. But you know what? We're all adapting. And then, yeah, my talk radio breakfast slot this morning, I know that the presenter, uh, Julia Hartley-Brewer, I believe she is also it's in self-isolation. Yeah. So, yeah, so, you know, we're all working remotely. It's, it's, do you know what? We're very lucky in, in some respects to have so much technology at our at hands and feet at the moment because we can just use it. We can still see each other. Yep. It's just virtually. <laughs> I mean, we'd have been screwed if we tried this in the 90s, surely. <laughs> no, people really wouldn't be climbing the walls. Very much so. But like I say, we will uh, keep you updated on what we do. Obviously, we're not going to do theatrical stuff until the cinemas reopen, but a conservative estimate for that at the moment puts it at, uh, at the earliest mid-May, realistically early June, and that's like as of today, so that could that could shift. So many release dates, so many films pulled for good reason, for understandable reason. Um, Fast Nine, uh, No Time to Die, Peter Rabbit Two. That's a curse or a blessing, depending on who you ask. Um, <laughs> uh, New Mutants, the the most cursed film that doesn't involve Terry Gilliam, has been <laughs> uh, has been shelved again. Uh, there's rumours that that one might go to Disney Plus. Uh, Trolls World Tour is going to evidently skip theatrical now and just got a premium video on demand as you uh, as you pointed out universal are releasing a bunch of their recent releases on uh, premium vod uh, the hunt emma uh, the invisible man which i'll be really honest i'll i'll pay 20 quid to watch it at home for two yeah days. and actually next week yeah we do have a movie that was due out in the cinemas called vivarium ah, yes. um, and that is actually on the 27th of march is actually going to be available on all digital platforms so they've you know, they've managed to diversify there and give us that option as well. So maybe we'll bring you that one. As that a sounds review. fun. I've been looking yeah. forward to Vivarium as well. It's yeah. Jesse Eisenberg and Imogen Poots, isn't it? It is indeed, Looks yeah. like my kind of Black Mirror-like tale. But like I say, just because the world is temporarily on hiatus does not mean it's ending and there's always entertainment to go around. So, you know, that's what we're here for. So on which note, I guess, on with the show? On with the show. And now it's time for a segment we like to call Off Screen Pays the Bills. Hi, Bex. 
Oh, hi, Van. Bill time already? As always, <laughs> never anything going on but the rent, Miss Perfect. You know that. So, I know um, that. We need to thank our uh, sponsors for the week. Uh, Endurance, who offer vehicle protection plans. They, uh, they cover and shield drivers across the U.S. and uh, the high cost of auto repairs. You've been there. I've been there. We've all had those times. You know? I know. I've got, I've got a little bit of an old banger that just always needs a little bit of care and attention every now and again. But, you know, we do what we can. Is this your beloved Beetle, is it? Uh, Jeremy Beetle, yes. Jeremy <laughs> Beetle. Oh, well, endurance, though, they uh, they pay mechanics directly for uh, all the uh, parts and your labour, and they, they save you the hassle of dealing with it and playing with the middleman. They are rated the number one vehicle protection company by Consumer Affairs. They offer uh, the best uh, customer service in the industry. Uh, they stay with their customers from pretty much beginning to end. Um, like I say, we've, we've been there. We've all had uh, our moments. I've had some significant car trouble recently, but wasn't covered and uh, because I am a fool, obviously. Um, find out more information about Endurance's vehicle protection plans uh, by visiting endurancenow.com forward slash offscreen. And remember, insurance plus endurance equals total protection. Never has movies on TV been more needed. <laughs> and good job that we are bringing you movies for every single day of the week and we're going to kick off with probably something that i think might actually fit into a lot of people's diaries for over the next nine months which oh god is, yeah i know <laughs> what else have people got to do but get knocked up <laughs> exactly it's so weird we're gonna have a wave of babies who we're gonna call corona babies corona who are babies. all conceived during the next like month um there's I gonna know. be like a, a birth rate surge but yeah this is the 2007 judd apatow written and directed comedy that pretty much made Seth Rogen, didn't it? Like, this this is the film yeah. that solidified him. Uh, also... Popularity in the forefront, didn't it? I mean, mm. who could forget that laugh? Oh, God, I know. I mean, <laughs> I, I loved him for uh, The 40-Year-Old Virgin two years earlier, but he was a very supporting character in that. Here, he's sort of, you know, lifted up to the to the limelight a little bit. Alongside Catherine Heigl, they are a couple in their early 20s. For some reason, Seth Rogen is meant to be 23. In wow. this. I know, as, as, really? weird as, it, as weird as it sounds, I know. But he wasn't far off at the time. No. So, um, one most night stand. Have seen this. Yeah, most people will have seen this. And yeah. the thing is, is that it's a great film to revisit again and again and again. It kind of never dates within itself. So, as you say, one night stand, she ends up getting pregnant. They're not the kind of typical coupling. <laughs> And they end up, you know, making it work. And I think it's quite a nice sort of story at the end of it. Very funny, great performances. And it's on ITV2 at 10.45. So I have something that I really need to tell you is kind of why I called you. <laughs> Here it goes. Um, I'm pregnant. Off. What? What? I'm pregnant. With emotion? With a baby. You're the father. I'm the father. Yes. This I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I thought you were wearing a condom. No. What? I wasn't. Why not? Because you told me not to. What are you talking about? Rogan and Heigl there. Did you know it was Anne Hathaway originally? Really? I couldn't have imagined it with uh, that. Apparently she objected to the proposed realistic depiction of the birth. That was apparently a thing. Of course. Deal but yet she did that terrible film with Matthew McConaughey. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Over to Sunday, what you got for me? Okay, I've got I've got Maiden Dagnum for you on BBC One at 10:30 p.m. Now, 
Interestingly, we saw a movie recently which yes. reminded us of mm. this, which was Misbehaviour. That kind of look and feel and tone yeah. of a great British movie, but doesn't quite get to that kind of iconic standard. Now, this is Gemma Arterton and a whole host of stalwart British actors and actresses and, in this. Uh, and uh, what was her name? From from The Shape of Water, who is the Oscar Sally winner? Sally Hawkins. Thank you. Why was I yeah. going to say Sally Phillips? What is wrong with me? Sally Hawkins. Sally Hawkins. Sally Hawkins. Uh, so, Maiden Dagenham. I've got a clip for you of uh, the striking female workers of, I think it's the Ford plant in Dagenham, isn't it? Yeah. Um, being visited by a prominent female politician. Return to work. Go back to your machines. And you have my word, I will push forward with your fight. No. Mrs. O'Grady. Oh, we need something solid. Something now. You've got the authority. You know, we thought seeing you, we'd... In politics, you sometimes have to play the long game. We ain't politicians, we're working women. And so are you. It's just fun, isn't it? Sally Hawkins really sells it. Do you know what? It, it is a really good movie. I think that our expectations of things that really sit in people's minds for a British movie, and this was my kind of issue with misbehaviour, was that it is good, it's watchable, it's fun... But does it make you want to watch it again and again and again? I'm not so sure, but I'm happy after however many years to actually revisit it this week and just sit and watch because it is a feel-good film. You learn something a little bit about our past as well and, like, you know, the workforce. In, was it the 60s? I think it was. I think it was the late 60s. Yeah, late 60s. And it's just an interesting story about our sort of a certain time in British history. So uh, interesting to watch. That is on BBC One, as we said before, at 10.30pm. Quite a late one for that on Sunday. Well, I figure they just assume that people aren't going to be getting up early and going into work uh, for the next. Because a lot of our films are quite late evening ones this week. So I presume the TV schedulers are just banking on people having a lay-in every morning. Absolutely. So, now, listen, this not? next one, this next one on Monday, you can talk about this, but this is definitely <laughs> needs to be late night watching. <laughs> uh, it does. And I'll be honest, every time I've watched it, I've needed a lay in afterwards as well. So it is, of course, the 1998 <laughs> erotic thriller starring Denise Richards, Nev Campbell, Matt Dillon. And only Kevin Bacon. It's wild things in which a high school girl accuses a, a teacher, played by Matt Dillon, of inappropriate sexual conduct, let's just say. And uh, this starts an investigation that quickly raises questions of who's telling the truth, who's fibbing, and who's really playing who. Have a little snippet of this. Maybe there's no physical evidence because nothing happened. You want my gut? There it is. I think she's acting. I think she set it up to be alone with him so that he could come on to her. She's upset, because he didn't. Maybe she set it up that way, maybe not. I mean, if you ask me, the guy never should have had her out there in the first place, period. Gloria, the line I have on this guy is done half the women in Blue Bay. That doesn't yeah, make right. him a rapist. So those are the cops there, led by Kevin Bacon and Cyrus Bean from Scandal. I didn't wow. remember he was in this, but I worth mean, checking out. This is just every teenage boy's, like, naughty film that it, they would have watched and told their mates about. It is, <laughs> and there is that one scene, and you that know which one. There's, there's two Everyone scenes. knows that yeah, scene. Everyone knows yeah. those two scenes, and I was 15 when this came out, and it was the most Fine popular time thing for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So over to Tuesday. Hang on, Wild Things is 10.45 on Five Star on Monday. Yes, it is. Uh, let's go to Tuesday then, ITV4 at 9pm. Take it away, Miss Perfect. Well, it's Mel Gibson in one of his finest films. I love this film. This is Ransom. Yeah. I see before nine o'clock. I mean, Mel Gibson, 
I just watched a snippet where of him in Braveheart actually just recently, and you forget with all the controversy about Mel Gibson. <laughs> actually, he's really good at what he does. Mel Gibson is a really damn good actor. Such a good actor, but you know, this is what 1995. I'm going to have a quick look at this. Uh, nine, 97 or 97 for Ransom. Oh, it does for hit Braveheart. There we go. It doesn't yeah. Ransom doesn't quite hit our optimum 90s. Um, <laughs> I think he yeah. did a uh, conspiracy theory in between where like Patrick Stewart was the bad guy. Uh, yeah, that, that yeah, was yeah. In between. But this but. is just um, a, a fantastic film that. Um, I suppose it doesn't like just put him on on the map, but it's it, it, it he was already on the map, but it just kind of secures him as that that Hollywood A lister. Well, it's I'd a say. solid, you know, for the adults Ron Howard thriller, isn't it? I mean, the yeah. basic premise: he's a billionaire airline, uh, you know, owner who's a slash pilot whose son is kidnapped by an evil cop played by Gary Sinise, Gary Sinise. Who, yeah, yeah. demands a, a ransom, and of course, Mel Gibson takes it well in the direction of this clip. The whole world now knows my son, Sean Mullen, was kidnapped for ransom three days ago. And this, well, this is what waits for the man that took him. This is your ransom. Wait, I want to see this. Two million dollars in unmarked bills, just like you wanted. But this is as close as you'll ever get to it. You'll never see one dollar of this money. Because no ransom will ever be paid for my son. Not one dime, not one penny. Instead, I'm offering this money as a reward on your head. Good moment there. And that was the trailer, wasn't it? Yeah, it was indeed. Now, next up, what we've got. So that was the ransom, if anyone didn't catch it, is on ITV4 at 9 o'clock. Now, Wednesday, middle of the week, the taking of Pelham 123 on Sony Channel at 9 o'clock. I don't think I've seen this. I've just... I've had a look yeah. at what it's all about, but I don't think I've ever watched this, so this so, is definitely on my list. You know it's the remake and not the original, because we always have to check uh, that. So the okay. original, uh, yeah, you know, Walter Matthau and Robert Shaw from Jaws. Uh, the remake, Travolta's the villain. Yep. Sorry, the 2009 remake, yeah. Yep. Uh, Travolta's the villain. Uh, Denzel is uh, the guy, the good guy, tasked with sort of talking him down. And uh, James Gandolfini, the late James Gandolfini, is one of his uh, final performances. And it's directed by none other than the late, great Tony Scott. Uh, hostage situation on the New York subway by John Travolta, who is introed in this movie by the camera sort of following him across a crowded street, freeze-framing on him, and then playing a very specific lyric from Jay-Z's Night Nine Problems. All I'm going to say, that is the reason to see the film. There's no clip. That reason is enough. Oh, I thought you'd say that the reason to watch it is John Travolta's very... I'd say 90s-esque sunglasses that he wears <laughs> as part of the poster. He goes more 90s in this than he did in Swordfish, and they actually made that in the 90s. Yeah, exactly. This is 2009, people. <laughs> but, hey, those glasses and that goatee is something else. <laughs> yeah, very much so. So over to Thursday, and we're going a bit topical with this one. I was oh. waiting for this movie to turn up on TV, and it has. Uh, ITV2, 9pm on Thursday. It's Steven Soderbergh's 2011 and newly financially successful film Contagion for which sales have now shot through the roof apparently. Funny because its strapline is nothing spreads like fear. <laughs> <laughs> so, exactly. um, it's interesting this is all about healthcare professionals, government officials and everyday people that find themselves in the midst of a pandemic 
uh, and looking to find a cure. I mean, could it be more topical as we're shutting ourselves away from outside life? Exactly. Now, you tell me if any of this clip sounds familiar. There are stories circulating on the Internet that in India and elsewhere, the drug ribavirin has been shown to be effective against this virus. Yet, Homeland Security is telling the CDC not to make any announcements until stockpiles of the drug can be secured. Well, Dr. Gupta, there continue to be evaluations of several drugs. Ribavirin is among them. But right now, our best defense has been social distancing. No handshaking, staying home when you're sick, washing your hands frequently. Can you tell us to date how many people have died from this virus? Very difficult. We're still working on uh, confirming that number. There are 50 different states in this country, which means there are 50 different health departments, followed by 50 different protocols. Reminder, they released this nine years ago. And they're talking about the same thing, social distancing, washing yeah. hands, all that stuff. That it, it, it was properly researched at the time. There's a whole Twitter thread by, uh, by the writer about you know going and researching it and the insight it gave him into our current situation. Great cast, though. Matt Damon. Fantastic cast, uh, Jigor, yeah. uh, Kate uh, Winslet. Kate Winslet. Lawrence Fishburne as well. Um, really good movie. Oh, Gwyneth is, is in there briefly. Yeah. And uh, worth seeing. I think it's one of the more well, terrifying virus films. Worth it, worth seeing if you've not got a current anxiety about the pandemic that's happening right <laughs> here. Because I think, yeah, I don't think this will do anything for your stress levels if you do watch it and you are nervous as to how we are at the moment. So exactly. just, but that's just a, a, a nice sort of you know, neighbourly <laughs> kind of message for you all out there. From your Uncle Van and your Auntie Bex right there. There we go. <laughs> so how are we going to finish off the week, Miss Perfect? Well, I think we should finish it off with a little bit of force. A little you? bit of the force. Uh, sleepy force, waking up force. Maybe a little waking up. Lethargic force. Yeah, we'll wake it up. Okay, so Star Wars The Force Awakens is on ITV on Friday night at 7.30, which is good because I don't think they'll have soaps to fill the evening with. Um, And what's what's better than a 2015 J.J. Abrams Star Wars movie? This thing kicked ass. It's, do you know what, out of the three, it's three that we've had since, isn't it? It's that uh, one. Three, three episodes. Three episodes, yeah. yeah, we've had three episodes since. This is by far my favourite. This had everything you wanted from it, from the nostalgia through to the brilliant effects, the fact that they kept the practical effects in this. This is the one that delivered when the hype was going mental for it. The flooding tunnel's over that ridge. We'll get in that way. What was your job when you were based here? Sanitation. Sanitation? Then how do you know how to disable the shields? I don't. I'm just here to get Ray. People are counting on us. The galaxy is counting on us. Solo, we'll figure it out. We'll use the Force. That's not how the Force works. Oh, really? You're cold? Come on. And of course you had Han Solo and John Boyega, Daisy Ridley and Carrie Fisher. And it was great to see the mixture of the old and the new and it kind of worked. And people complain that it's a bit remakey of the of episode four, but I don't particularly mind that because it's a reboot call and it's a very good one. It's a very well made one. It is indeed. And you know what? I think people are always gonna find potholes in it somewhere or other. And actually, do you know what guys just enjoy it for what it is? It's a great movie. It can never be the originals, but it made a damn good go at it. And it's a hell of a way to finish off the week.
And we're back, and this time we're... Well, we're going to keep you on that couch because you've got no other options for your entertainment. So we, we really don't have uh, much in the way of choice. I mean, if you've got multiple couches, you can always oh. move. Well, we, have, we have two. I mean, technically, two. I, can, oh, I can shift position in the living room, I suppose, if I need to. Uh, but let's talk about DVD and Blu-ray for this week. And uh, there is a film coming that uh, I've, I've been really looking forward to seeing again. I haven't seen it since the London Film Festival. Um, it's out on DVD on, and on Blu-ray and, and you know on demand from Monday the 23rd. And that is, of course, uh, Le Mans 66, as we call it. Ford v Ferrari, as everyone else calls it. So, did you have the pleasure of this? I did indeed. Matt Damon and Christian Bale, and also uh, Katrina Balfi as well, which people recognise from Outlander, is also oh, in this as well. Is. Yeah, that is who she is. So my mum watches <laughs> Outlander. I, I don't. I, I know what's his name was in Bloodshot. My mum's not very excited, but that's it. Yeah. 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 I'm a big fan. You're a big uh, fan. I loved, I love Outlander. Um, I've, in fact, I've just rewatched it all over again. It was, uh, I've got that much time on my hands. Um, so, for Le Mans '66, this is this is a movie which I, I was sure was going to go and do really well at the Oscars. Yes, I thought so too. The season, it was. It's got a bit of everything in there. It's got great effects. Some of the best driving sequences that I've mm. seen in a long time in the movies on this. So, it's obviously it's a story. It's a true story of. Um, well, Matt Damon's character, I suppose he's, uh, he runs Sh a... Shelby, Carol Shelby, Carol the, Shelby. the designer. Yeah, a designer who runs his own kind of um, outfit that sort of designs all of these uh, amazing cars. Um, he ends up working for Ford uh, as they are wanting to compete in the 24-hour Le Mans race. Uh, in of 1966, 1966, as the clever enough, title yeah. uh, hints for us. And uh, Christian Bale plays his best driver. Ken and Miles. They've got Ken Miles. Ken Miles? Ken Miles. Ken Miles. Ken Miles. Ken Miles. Ken Miles. That's it. And um, it's really a story of their relationship, how they, as friends, how they end up, um, you know, progressing throughout this sort of lead up to the big race and ultimately what happens after it as well. I think it's such an interesting movie. It's brilliantly acted. There's so many good things about this that I am quite shocked that it didn't really pick up much across the board at awards season. Let's have a little snippet. You can stick this bloody sticker where the sun Hey, hey, Bill. Sure. Hey, right. Bill, what seems to be the problem, Bill? Well, the problem is that Bill here is a no, he doesn't mean that. No, yes, he does. No, yes, he, he really does. Yes, no, he He's really does think Bill. that He's Bill is a I'm just doing Bill, my job Bill, here. Bill, 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 in my experience, there is, listen to me, something like this, there's always a middle ground. All right, now Ken's out of line. And I'm just right. doing my job. I understand you are. You know how he gets on a race day. You know that. All right, but you're not going to DQ us over at Trump. Christian Bale's accent, man, I love him in this movie. Oh, she's cobbing a sausage roll. I did wonder whether or not he really, he almost went to Dick Van Dyke with it. Oh, everyone loved it, though. Did everyone, they? Every, yeah. everyone had their own guess where he was meant to be from. It was great. Yeah, because um, uh, Katrina Balfi, she's very much, I think she's sort of northern, isn't she? Manchester. So, yeah. yeah, it's, it's kind anyway, of that. But anyway. It's uh, directed by, uh, written and directed by James Mangold. Oh, directed, I don't think, written by James Mangold, who you know gave us 310 to Humour with Christian Bale, gave us uh, the last two Wolverine movies, the later of which was obviously very impressive. Um, worth checking out, there's got some great driving sequences in this, some really fantastic sequences. 
Um, I saw it on an IMAX screen. I can't recommend that highly enough. But if you've got the monolithic TV in the living room and uh, you're running out for toilet paper on Monday, um, check check it out on the on the DVD shelf in Tesco. <laughs> I can recommend it highly enough. Or oh, well, Blu-ray shelf if you've got the monolithic TV. Don't sell yourself short. But uh, yep, yeah, DVD heaven right there. I can't recommend it highly right enough. Right there. Yeah. Over to streaming then, and uh, what we've got one new edition that's worth pointing out, and that is the uh, somewhat controversial new action film starring Daniel Radcliffe. It's called Guns Akimbo. Uh, it's available on Amazon Prime from Monday the 23rd as well, in which a sort of feckless computer programmer, nerd, dweeb, kind of, you know, nothing type, is uh, rendered unconscious and wakes up to find he has a gun bolted through each of his hands and he is being hunted to the death in an online streaming you know, deathmatch game. Uh, it's actually bonkers. I had the pleasure of watching this. It's a lot like Crank at times, which, as you know, I'm a very big fan of. Daniel Radcliffe gets to rock some truly amazing fuzzy slippers, uh, like big bear claw uh, slippers. Uh, the entire way through. Can't recommend it highly enough. If you're looking for uh, a new way to see Daniel Radcliffe, can't recommend this. I can't enough. believe he's doing this. <laughs> he's a very strange man, Daniel Radcliffe. I adore well, him. I think he's just trying to diversify so much <laughs> with is. with everything to be like, to, he's like, get rid of Harry Potter as much as you can. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, but, and he's doing all these bonkers things. But hey, all power to him. As I say, we. we don't really have much in the, otherwise to, to sort of talk about. So I've luckily, I mean, you've probably got some of these lists made, and so have I. We've got some films we can recommend that are on yes. Amazon Prime and Netflix. Um, shall I go through a few and then you go through a few? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So uh, I've got some picks for Amazon Prime. Films I think are worth checking out. Now, obviously, I'm never going to turn down a chance to pimp Snowpiercer. Like, that film is my baby. Uh, you know, watch Snowpiercer. It's so great. Uh, the Disaster Artist is on Amazon Prime now. With, oh, uh, great. James Franco. I love that movie. Uh, so much awful fun. Um, Guns of Kimball we talked about. Midsummer is on Amazon Prime now. Is it? Yes. Now, we, we wow. both loved that, didn't we? Yeah, and do you know what, guys? If you ever just need to be disturbed anything more, a little bit more than what we're seeing in the world right now, you probably want to go and watch Midsummer. That was the one you sent your BBC staff to see. Wasn't I didn't it? send anyone to see it. I thought they were going to watch Toy Story, sure, and they ended up did. watching Midsummer, and they've been painted <laughs> by it ever since, shall we say? Uh, also, also on uh, Prime, uh, Booksmart. We both uh, quite like oh, Booksmart. Love Booksmart. Um, if you're saddened about having to wait for a new Saw movie, I'll give you the movie that kind gave us the Saw movies and that's Cube, a forgotten late 90s sci-fi horror film that has relatively the same setup but it's a bit more sci-fi and because you and I have to have a, a late 90s, a mid 90s comedy you know, between us every now and again, uh, I've got one for Netflix but for Amazon Prime we've got Empire Records, what do you think? Oh, one of my favourites and also one of my favourite soundtracks of all oh, yeah. time as well. Had that Collins on there. Yeah, it's brilliant. But Rene Zellweger, we've got um, Liv Tyler in that as well. We've got, I can't remember his name, but he's the hes the cool rider from Grease 2, isn't it? Oh, um, God, yeah. And he plays Rexy, baby. Oh, Rex Manning. <laughs> Rex Manning. He's Rexy. You're so sexy. So um, it's great to kind of see all of those amazing, amazing actors. One of like the best teen movies. I think yeah. I've I've ever watched, and it's it's up there as one of my favourites. I might go and rewatch that tonight, to be honest. There you go. Well, we will rival it with a Netflix equivalent, but I'll just go through the short list I have here. I have Fighting with My Family is on Netflix. Love that movie. Love that. Um, 
For anyone wanting a good action movie that they will have missed on theatrical because everybody did, uh, The Raid Redemption and its sequel, uh, Berendal, The Raid 2, are on Netflix. I believe it is in the original Indonesian with the subtitles, which is the best way to view it. Some of the best action scenes you will ever see in a movie. Uh, long shots with Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron. Kind of. Ah, uh, yeah, I didn't love that one, but yeah, it's it's yeah. fine though, isn't it? It's quite a decent little rom com in and of itself. It is. Uh, to be honest, it lost my attention a bit, but you know, it might be for might be for you guys, just yeah. not for me. Death of Stalin for uh, yep. anyone who wanted David Copperfield to be a bit funnier. There's that on there. Uh, I've got the Alicia Vikander Tomb Raider uh, reboot, which I, I quite like. That. I quite like that as well too. Now I'm going to play devil's advocate on this one because I think for its designated task, it did very well. It's a somewhat limited task, admittedly. It is, of <laughs> course, Michael Bay's Six Underground, which I can't recommend highly enough for anyone drunk off their asses and just wanting to consume pizza with Ryan Reynolds. Yay! Call in that pizza. <laughs> <laughs> um, and finally, because, like I say, we need a 90s comedy, because it's you and I, uh, Clueless is the new addition to Netflix. What's not to love? What um, is not to love? Ex exactly. Do you know what? I'm just going to give you a couple more additions to that. Keep it short Go and sweet. Go for it. What you got for me? I've got for you, for you horror fans out there, It oh, is, uh, is literally... One, isn't it? It, it is It Chapter One is out there on Netflix. It's one of the top in the UK trending at the moment as well. Oh, nice. So worth watching that. It's a fantastic remake if you haven't seen the original in quite some time. I think it's definitely worth a watch. Um, just make sure you haven't got the kids around if you do that. Most yeah. And then um, also due out this week originally was the cinematic release of A Quiet Place 2. Mm. And unfortunately, that obviously with everything else got pulled and delayed. And Netflix in the lead up to that actually released A Quiet Place. So if you yes. haven't seen that before, it's a very, very quiet film. <laughs> it's brilliantly done. Emily Blunt, John Krasinski, monsters that can hear but can't see. And it's all very, it's very, it's a very good tension builder, I think, that movie is. It so, really is. I mean, turn the lights off, you know, close the, draw the curtains, put the microphone Don't be sleepy on. whilst you're watching it. Don't, no. no. It's an amazing movie, though. And I'll tell you something, you will hate anybody that makes a sound during Yes, 100%. But there you go. Those are two of my recommendations to go with that long list from Van as well. So um, I think this has just been a, a relatively breezy cut down uh, week for off screen. I mean, we'll, we'll see what we can come back with, you know, for future episodes until the cinemas reopen. But you know what? At least we've got Street View and St Street View, Free View streaming <laughs> and DVD. In the meanwhile, what well, the we will have. Yeah, there are films like Vivarium, so we, we will see films that are diversifying to go straight onto video on demand. As we can do that, we'll see if we can bring you reviews of all of those as we go along. But for, for the time being, who have you been, Van? I've been, I've been Van Connor. <laughs> and I've been Beck Perfect, and this has been Offscreen, your seven-day guide to everything movies. Thanks so much for listening. Stay safe, people. Stay well, and we'll be back with you very soon. <laughs> <laughs>